killing me, Smalls. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wasn't quite prepared for that at the end of that moment, but I think I needed it worse than I realized. Amen? Yeah, your goodness is an evidence here all over my life, all over your life, <laughs> all over our church and our community. Uh, so much of God's goodness that uh, we can track back and look at and, and trust, which is so wonderful. And man, that was pretty good with that ukulele thing. I don't care what you call it, but that was awesome, man. The yeah, the hatchet. You keep the hatchet and bring that back any time. That was pretty awesome. Well, um, last year I know felt like the word no a whole lot. No, you can't do this, can't go there, can't be with those people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, sometimes when you've heard no a lot, it's good to figure out, well, some of the no's, they matter. You know, we, we have to say no for all kinds of good reasons. Uh, every parent knows that. Sometimes the word no is the most loving word that you can say. However, if you just hear no and you don't also hear yes, <laughs> that can do something to the human spirit. And so, as I said earlier, we're going to talk about yes for just a few moments. And last week, we got to talk about it, even though it was online uh, for all of us. What a great reminder for God's people to start the new year that um, we can say yes to life from Jesus this year. Amen? Amen? Yes, we can say yes to the full life Jesus offers us. The good news of Christianity is we are coming alive. I read you this quote from C.S. Lewis. I love it so much, I'm going to read part of it again. He said, think of it like the world is a great sculptor shop and we're the statues and there's a rumor going around that some of us are someday going to come to life. Isn't that a great picture? That's exactly what Christianity is. And so you have an opportunity I do not know the circumstances we will face this week, my friend, but what I do know this, God's people can say yes to life every single day, regardless of circumstances. You don't say yes because a, a page on a calendar turned. We say yes because this is the ongoing invitation of God's spirit, moment by moment, day by day, every single hour, will I say yes to whatever God wants to birth in me? Jesus said, I came so you could have real and eternal life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. And so if Jesus is offering us life in 2021, what are we going to say to that? Yeah, let's say it again. If Jesus is offering you life, what are you going to say to that? Yes. yes. And now what I want to do is I want to throw something else towards you that Jesus said that he offers. You have this chance to say yes. One time he said, I've told you these things, so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Now that's a pretty loaded statement. And of course, he has a little condition there. He says, I've told you these things. And the question we would have to ask naturally is, wait a minute, what are the things he told us that could result in that much joy? So I'm going to hit the rewind button on his conversation and share with you these things. But remember this. This is a moment in his story where Jesus has been healing and teaching and living for almost three years, and he knows his time of earthly ministry is coming to an end, and so he begins to prepare those first disciples for his departure, that something is going to change. He's not going to be with them physically anymore. That's what he's talking about just a little earlier when he says these things. Remain in me. I will remain in you. A branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless 
you remain in me. What's the word he repeats three times? Tell me. Pretty important word, apparently. And then he gives us a metaphor, like a picture, by which we can remember what he means. He says, yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Mm. Anybody who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches, we know what happens to them. They're gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, catch this. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. And when you produce much fruit, basically we know you're my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. He uses that word remain again several times. He must think it's a pretty big deal. And notice, just a quick summary there. He says, I'm the key. Remain in me. And when you do remain in me, you will produce much fruit. If you don't remain in me, your life will wither and dry up and become brittle and useless for anything except burning. If you stay closely connected to me, he says, this crazy promise, ask anything you want and it'll be done. I think what he's saying there is, if you're this closely connected to me, your desires will be my desires, my desires will be your desires, and it'll be like all your prayers are getting answered. Why? Because that's how closely connected you are. And then he goes on, he says, I've loved you as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Now, what he's talking about is abiding or remaining. This is how I stay connected to what matters. A vine and the branches are the picture that he gives. Stay connected to me like a branch to a vine. A quick side note. Since this is a relationship, not an actual plant, <laughs> you know what it requires for you to remain? You have to accept that you are a much-loved son or daughter of God. You know how hard it is to be intimate in a relationship with your spouse, a child, a friend, close heart-to-heart, if you don't believe there's love going both ways, right? If you don't believe you're treasured and loved, it's hard to trust somebody. You don't know if they love you or not. So if you're going to remain, you're going to have to accept the fact you are a much-loved son or daughter of God. You can trust that what Jesus says is said because he loves you. You can trust that what he does and how he lives for us to follow is because he loves us. And it's when we trust him like that that we come to life. So when he says, I tell you these things, that's the things he's telling us. And now we know why he's telling us what he's telling us, because then he ends with that thing I read earlier. He says, I've told you these things, help me out, church, so you can be filled with what again? Joy. Yeah. In fact, your joy will overflow. <laughs> Anybody had any joy sucked out of you in the past seven days? <laughs> yeah, probably, right? If not, go home and look at Facebook. It'll take care of it for you. <laughs> You know how you get your joy to overflow? Don't trade Jesus for Facebook. <laughs> I'm not saying Facebook is bad or doesn't matter. It can be incredibly helpful and beautiful. But don't expect to get your joy there. 
Okay, get your information or share with your family and friends or find out somebody you could be praying for, whatever that is. Your joy comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. Remain in me, he says. And if you'll live this way, intimately connected to me, moment by moment and day by day, your life, regardless of circumstances this week, can be full of joy. Remain. If you don't have a word yet for this year, that might be a good word for all of us. 2021, I'm going to remain in Jesus, or I'm going to abide in Jesus this year. I think I shared this with you once before, I can't remember, but uh, M. Scott Peck, best-selling author of the book, The Road Less Travel, became a disciple of Jesus, and after saying yes to Jesus, he was looking for spiritual guidance, and so he began to see a spiritual director at a convent near him, and in one of their sessions, a sister asked him about how he prayed, and he said, oh yeah, I pray, I pray, but I'm out walking or going to bed at night or don't know what else to do. And so she said, do you have any specific time set aside when you pray, or is it almost always spontaneous? By the way, nothing wrong with spontaneous prayer, okay? There's a, in fact, that's a really good thing to just sort of be always in prayer. But she has a good point to make, because he says to her, I, not really, because I've always been afraid I would get too rigid with it. You know, I don't want it to be that rigid. I want it to be more like organic. And she says to him, what I hear you saying is that you simply pray to God when you feel like it when it's convenient for you. That sounds like a one-way relationship to me, as if you're willing to relate to God only on your terms. If you love God as much as you say you do, then set aside some times to be available to him, whether you feel like it or not. Some time that will be his and not just yours. You ever thought about it like that? I mean, when we believe that God's a good father, we know we can come to him at any time about anything, which is beautiful. But do you have a set time to spend with God? Those nuns. <laughs> they have a way of just putting it out there straight, don't they? And Peck says he found that difficult to argue with, and he began to set aside a good chunk of time every day. Here's how he described it. I do nothing in the world's terms other than attempt in my own inadequate way to be available to God. I just want to be here, be present with God, <laughs> remember who he is, remember who I am. You know what you could, I could sum that up in one word, remain. Peck decided I'm going to spend some time every day remaining. I'm going to have a set rhythm of time with God in my life. We're not going to confess publicly here, but is that something you might want to add back into your life in 2021? How's your daily rhythm of time with God? Five minutes, even 10 minutes before you head out to work or school or whatever, where you, as we like to say around here, where you just be with Jesus. You know what a beautiful and powerful and simple thing it is to just learn every day? I'm with him all the time. He's always with me. He's always working, but these five or 10 minutes are the sacred time he and I meet together every morning. I'm here to be with Jesus. <laughs> to receive life from Jesus. I'm here to say yes. I'm here to listen to what he may want to say to me. One of the little challenges we threw out in 2020, which is still so pertinent, we said, why don't you pray daily for your church? I hope you've been doing that. Uh, it's very annoying at our house because I have a little alarm set on my phone to go off and 
I set it at one particular time in the morning, which was very inconvenient on mornings over the break while we weren't always getting up at like 5 a.m. or whatever, and then my little alarm's going off, which is in my normal time with Jesus. So I put it to a later time. Now that's not really working, but whatever it looks like for you, have some rem reminder to pray daily, to say, I'm going to set aside time with Jesus, and in that time, pray for your church, pray for some friends, read a little scripture, and maybe just sit there and listen to the Holy Spirit, but say yes to remaining in Jesus in that way. Do you have a rhythm of time with him? I'm going to give you another one. Gather weekly with a church family. Amen? Have you missed the chance to be in the room together? Amen? I felt that from you as you were coming in. Many of you said, like, oh, it's so good to be here. So good to be in church. Now, we gather as the church even when we're gathering online. And many people are gathering with us online right now, and they know that. And thank God we have that available to us when we can't come in the room. And we honor that, and we're thrilled to be able to provide that. But there's still something about saying, I will gather, whether online or on-site, I will gather every week with my church family. You see, you're not just remaining in Jesus. We are remaining in Jesus. Amen? This is me, and it's we with him. All of us together, we're a family. And so when we come in here, we celebrate stuff like we did a few minutes ago. We remember things like the goodness of God is evident in my life. We proclaim stuff. We declare stuff. That God's doing in us and through us and for us. And remember, this is who we are. All of heaven is fighting for us today. We needed that this morning. I know you know this, but sometimes the stuff that you know has to be said out loud because it has more power. We don't get in this room because we feel like it. We get in this room when we don't feel like it. We don't gather because it's convenient. As hard as we work to make it convenient at this church, we don't do it because it's convenient, because I think I can slide that in. I don't think we have anything else going on, so let's do that. We don't even get in this room because I want to get something out of it, although we work really hard to be sure everybody has a chance to get something out of it. We don't gather online or here for those reasons. You know why we gather? Because we are the people of God. Amen? We anchor our lives together every week as God's people, as a church family. This is who we are. And we're determined in 2021, we will remain in Jesus. Amen? And it takes some practices to do that. Some daily rhythms with him. A weekly rhythm with his family. So important. And if you want to say yes to joy this year, regardless of what 2021 brings, my friend, Jesus told us the secret. Here's your choice. Will I remain in him? If I do, I can have overflowing joy. <laughs> Researchers at the University of College in London uh, discovered it takes about two months on average to turn a new behavior into an automatic habit. And so uh, just a reminder to you that January and February are pretty important in this regard. So if you're going to set a new rhythm in your life, and by the way, again, don't raise your hand, but many of us adopted some bad habits in 2021, didn't we? Yeah, I'm carrying a lot of mine right here. <laughs> Thank God for dark, solid sweaters. <laughs> I'm doing my best to keep it sucked in this morning. <laughs> some of us dropped some good habits last year, amen? We had some practices and some rhythms of life that just went out the window somewhere. And now we got to figure out, how am I going to rebuild some of that stuff in 2021? January and February will be pretty important. Put some rhythms back in your life. Stick with it for a while. Eventually, it'll become part of your minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day reality. Pray daily. Gather weekly. And see what happens in the rest of the year, my friend.
I have a feeling one thing will be true. More joy will be yours. Something you can feel when you're coming to life. <laughs> be with Jesus and remain. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says this. Uh, this is just too good enough to share to start a new year. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I'll say that again. Help me with the word. Let us run with what? Yeah. In other words, remain, right? Stay in the race this year. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, who champions, uh, the champion who, who initiates and perfects our faith because, notice this, of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Because of the joy, oh, you know what the joy was that was awaiting Jesus? Don't miss this. You were the joy awaiting Jesus. You know what got him through the pain? You did. You know what got him through the crucifixion? His nails in his hands and in his feet and a spear in his side? You did. You know what was on Jesus' mind when he breathed his last breath? You were. The joy that awaited him helped him run his race with endurance. And the writer of Hebrews says, let's do the same. Let's join Jesus in that way. Keep your eyes on him, my friend, in 2021, and run the race with endurance this year. And I will give you, he says, overflowing joy. Shouldn't joy be one of the trademarks of God's people? Amen? Yes. Not despair. Not fear. Not, not depression, and I get all those things. I think all of us are having moments of those things, and I'm not knocking the fact that you may have those moments. We're also human. I'm just saying if you're a disciple of Jesus, my friend, we do have another option. Let's figure that out, and let's do it together. Let's say yes to joy this year. And I don't know a better way for us to reinforce this today than to remember Jesus in communion together. I hope you got the cup on the way in if you're in the room. I hope you got the notice if you're online that we would be doing this. So grab your elements real quickly or grab something if you can nearby, a cracker or something you can drink uh, to join us online. If you're in the room, grab those. If you did not get communion elements when you came in, raise your hand. Um, we'll bring something to you real quickly. Somebody right there in the back. Anybody else? We'll be sure everybody has something. And let me remind you why we do this. Uh, this bread represents... And the bread, by the way, you can go ahead and try to release the top little piece of plastic and get the bread out. That's always our first challenge. Someday we won't necessarily need to use these anymore, I assume. Uh, <laughs> but for now, this is a nice gift that we have to be able to do this. If you want to go ahead and get the bread out, I want to remind you that this bread is his broken body and this cup is his shed blood for all of us. And as we eat and we drink it today, we do it to remember him. And I'm going to read some of the scripture from the first night that Jesus did this with his earliest disciples in a moment. But I'd like to start by praying, and then I'm going to read some scripture. And today, we're going to do this together, okay? We're going to eat together. We're going to drink together before we go. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this reminder. God, so much good news packed into this hour together today. Thank you that we get to experience it both online and in person. Thank you for the gifts, Father, that keep your good news front and center in our lives. We confess that we need some, some new habits, some renewed habits and practices this year. Father, we are determined today to remain in Jesus in 2021, no matter what comes. And we thank you in advance for the joy you will give, for the joy you endured that had our names on it as you went to the cross. 
Father, may every single person who's hearing this message today remember that they are much-loved children of yours. So, Father, we do this today in honor of Jesus who made all of that possible and put us back in the story. We pray this in his name. Amen. Jesus says on the night uh, that he was betrayed, he knew that his time was short, and so this is sort of final preparations, if you will, for those first disciples. Uh, said he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. And in the same way, he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, and whenever you drink it, the Christians have been doing this for more than 2,000 years together. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember Jesus together by drinking it. And then he said to those first disciples, whenever you eat the bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. More joy. Remain. Everybody say remain. There you go. That's what we have available to us this year. Well, before we go, we're going to do one other thing. It's been a while since we've had the chance uh, to do something like this. It's even challenging to make this happen when we're only online. And so we've set something up that uh, those of you who are with us online are going to have an opportunity to participate in a little bit as well. If you're on one of our platforms that allows uh, some give and take, some comments, maybe you want to participate. I want to take a couple of moments just to let you share with the rest of us regarding some of the things that I've talked about today, because I have a feeling all of this is pretty front and center in our lives. And so I want you to share with us what gathering weekly with your church family means to you, maybe. Say, this is what it means to me. Maybe you just want to share, here's what I was looking forward to this morning, or here's what it means to me the most to be able to be back online or in the room. Maybe you say, this is the difference it makes in my week, or this is the thing I missed the most when we weren't able to do this. Or if you want to go ahead and lean into the confession moment I had earlier, maybe you just want to confess to all of us, here's the thing we struggle the most with at our house. Here's how easily we forget or we don't prioritize this. Or here's the biggest barrier we face in practicing this rhythm on a weekly basis. Uh, so whatever that is, whatever comes to mind, we're going to dismiss our folks online. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that you'll be with us again next week uh, online or in the room. And we're going to take a little time here in the room before we go just to hear from you and to let you share for a couple of moments. All right?